Hello, and welcome to the Alchemy of Art podcast with your host, Addie Hirschton. Join us as we share folk tales and true stories about artists and the creative process. As always, we start with our quote of the day. This is by John Lubbock. Rest is not idleness. And to lie sometimes on the grass under the trees on a summer's day, listening to the murmur of the water or watching the clouds float across the sky, is by no means a waste of time. Hello everyone, my name is Addie Hirshton. I'm a contemporary impressionist painter, art instructor, author, and public speaker. The purpose of this podcast is to share stories about art and the creative process to inspire you and help you move forward. On the show, I interview artists from a wide variety of mediums so that we can learn from each other's processes and philosophy. On today's podcast, I will not be interviewing someone else, but I'm going to be continuing to answer some of the questions that I've had roll in that I think are worthy of an entire podcast worth of time. I'm going to answer this question today. Should I become a professional artist? Uh, Before I get into that, my announcements. Every Thanksgiving, I give away a painting. I call it the Thanksgiving giveaway. And this year, I've selected a piece that is of coral roses. This is still life. It's a very traditional painting and it is framed. And I'm going to be giving that away on the day after Thanksgiving this year to one of the people who are signed up for my email newsletter. So if you're interested in potentially winning one of my paintings, then you want to go to asyourfineart.com, sign up for the newsletter, and you will be automatically entered to win. And every few months, I'll be sending you info on what podcasts have come out, what classes I'll be teaching, and all of that fun stuff. I welcome you to join me there. An update. Oh my goodness. So last time, guys, I talked about clearing the art clutter and, you know, I urged you all and I, in truth, I'm also urging myself to get rid of some of the old junky paintings that I'm not proud of. And so I did that. I, you know, it's hard. I, I probably made it sound easy when I was doing the podcast, but it's so hard. It's hard to give up ones that are not so good and were the practice pieces. I had them stacked up and I threw them in my trash can and Then the next day, I went to go throw something else in the trash can and discovered that they were gone. (laughs) So someone had snuck onto my property in the middle of the night and stolen the paintings out of my trash can. And, you know, I was really shocked by this. I thought, oh no, now they're floating out there somewhere. Who has them? Who did this? You know, what, what is going on? Well, then I got a call later that day from a security officer saying that she had found um, a a homeless guy who had a big box of my paintings. And she asked if, were they stolen? Do I want to press charges and all this? And I said, okay, no, we don't, I don't want to press any charges. But I did feel that I learned a lesson from this (laughs) that I wanted to pass on to all of you. Um, 
maybe the answer is not to throw them in the trash can and that we really do have to result to burning them if we don't want them to just somehow be floating out there. Um, I, I'm still kind of shocked by this whole, I was really <laughs> like a worst case scenario. <laughs> and I was very disturbed for a day, you know, that somebody I don't know had these paintings and it snuck onto my property to steal them out of my trash can. And I was really weirded out. Um, but in the end, I'm letting it go and, um, we will move on. We'll move onward with only pieces I'm proud of to share in the future. Now, <laughs> without further ado, I'm going to answer the question, should I become a professional artist? So the way I'm going to answer this question is I'm, I'm going to break it down into a pro-con list. You know, what are the pros of being a professional? What are the cons of being a professional? And I have to say, of course, it depends on you and your where you are in life, what you're wanting out of your artwork. And I want to throw a caution to the wind. <laughs> no, wait a minute. We throw caution to the wind when we're not being cautious. <laughs> I want to throw a caution out there for anybody. Like if you've, if you aren't an artsy sort of a person and you've never picked up a paintbrush before and you're thinking to yourself, oh, I could you know, quit my job and start making, you know, abstract pieces. That will be easy or something, um, which sadly I've encountered a lot of people who really think that. Um, it is not easy and it is not something that you can do if you haven't already been painting for years and building up, um, building up your skills, building up clientele. It's, it's not something that you should have a a fantasy dream about and then actually go quit a day job that is what's putting food on the table. Um, I've encountered a lot of people over the years who they came to my art classes because they just started or they just hit retirement age. They no longer have a full-time job and they've dreamed for years of becoming an artist. And that's awesome. Um, but you know, you, you can't just start off the first day of retirement and say, okay, now I'm going to be professional. I'm going to start selling stuff online or whatever, because you've really got to build up for a long period of time to gain good skills, to really have the control over the brush or, you know, pots of clay or whatever kind of art form you're doing. It takes a long time. It's easier said than done. Um, and I, I think that there's a lot of, um, people will go into, you know, some really nice art gallery in New York, let's say, and they'll see a price tag of a hundred thousand dollars on a piece. And it's a very abstract piece. They think, oh, well, that's, that's just mostly white paint. I'll just go grab some white paint and I'll just throw it on there. But a really good abstract piece, there's a delicacy there. There's expressive motion, emotion, <laughs> there that um, it, it takes time to get that skill and um, and also just you know sad to say sometimes it's that artist is well known and their work is well known and that's you can't just start copying somebody else and expect to make a hundred thousand dollars overnight it's not gonna happen um, so anyway so I just had to throw that out there that 
it will take time. And um, you know, we all have fantasies. We all have fantasy dreams of, you know, oh, you know, I wash dishes during the day every day for my job. And oh, I'd love to do something that's more creative. Um, and that's it's good to have those fantasies because those fantasies will push you to the place you really want to be or um a, a place where you you're going to really be expressing yourself the way you want to express it but there's so many good things about having uh, a job where it's not a creative profession <laughs> and we'll we'll get into that more in a minute so we want to be very realistic when we look at any profession um and and really think about their pros and cons. So, for example, when I was a teenager, I had a dream of becoming a chef, and I, you know, did a lot of cooking at home and got really into it. But I th- sat down one night and I really thought to myself, okay, what are the pros and cons of being a chef? I thought about how you know I'd probably end up having to work every Friday and Saturday, or you know, if I was a baker, I might end up being up really really early every morning to get it all out the door by 6 a.m. I I thought about the reality of the time and the way that being a chef would fit into my future life. And I ultimately made the decision, you know, no matter what, I'm going to be cooking my whole life because we all have to cook a certain amount. I'd just rather have that as my hobby and not put the pressure on it of it's going to be my profession. I would wanted to find professional work that would have a more flexible schedule. So looking at artwork the exact same way, here are some of the pros that I see to becoming a professional artist. One is that it can be very passionate and meaningful. I mean, there's so much you can express through your artwork that you can't say other ways. Every piece is going to be a little different, is going to be saying something a little different. So when you work as a professional artist, there's a lot of digging deeper and and self-reflection and laying your heart out on the table. And I I found over the years that I grew a lot um, emotionally and spiritually and all of that because of the meaningful aspect of creating artwork. But now let's let's do the con side of that. There are a lot of other meaningful jobs that you can do that are not quite as hard. <laughs> so for example, when I was a librarian, I felt really great about um, doing a lot of pro-literacy work with early childhood development in my own area in local preschools and and in being a big member of the community through that job was wonderful. So there are lots of there's so many jobs that you can do out there that are meaningful and it's not the only one. <laughs> the next pro I've got for being a professional artist. You have a flexible schedule. And that means, you know, I can work on a painting at midnight if I want, or I can work on it at 6 a.m. And whatever other things that I've got going on in my life, I can fit it in to that time frame. 
con from the other side, I would say, though, is that when you're a professional artist, you do sometimes have very scheduled commitments. So, for example, I teach and, you know, I got to be there at 9 a.m. when my class starts and I've got to be prepared for it. And so most artists end up juggling several different jobs so that they can also have time to do their, the paintings or the sculpture and all of those things. So yes, it can be more flexible, but reality is, well, I don't think any of us will ever be able to throw away a clock. (laughs) Okay. The third pro for being a professional artist. If you love small business ownership and all the strategizing and brainstorming that goes along with it, then being a professional artist might be for you. I love this stuff. I really do. I like sitting down and thinking what's the best way I can find, you know, people who will resonate with me and will um will be will have good homes for my artwork that I've created. It's, you know, getting that in the hands of the customer and thinking about the different ways of doing that is something that's fun for me. And um and I don't mind working with other people. So for example I've lately been doing a lot of commission work and I really enjoy it because I'll sit down with the person or chat with them on the phone and say, okay, what is it that you want? What are you looking for? They'll give me feedback and then um, I will create a painting based on what they're wanting and um, and then it becomes ultimately a piece that we're both creating and that's really fun. Um, my mother is an amazing seamstress she has been for years. She, she, you know, she does quilts and she, she's also a knitter, but you know, she, she can do stunning, um, fitted garments. So, you know, she could make wedding dresses or she could do historic costumes. Um, and she's done some of that stuff as a volunteer, but she decided, even though she'd gotten some pressure from some of her friends, oh, you should charge for this. You should become a professional. She said, you know, I don't want to work with other people. (laughs) She just doesn't want to have to make sure that the customer is happy and um, make sure that it fits them perfectly and make sure, you know, it's just something she doesn't want the professional the pressure of working with other folks and making sure that they are happy. She's doing the work for her. And when she does make something for somebody else, um, it's a gift and that takes off a lot of pressure from it. So something to take note of. Another pro, uh, when things are working, it is so rewarding. It is so rewarding. And I think a big part of it's because it really is, your own. So, you know, in times past when I've had a job where I'm working for somebody else, and even if we had a an aha moment or a big breakthrough or there was some sales or, you know, something happy moment, <laughs> it's like, oh, this is great. Um, my hard work, you know, it, it contributed to this happy moment. But then <laughs> ultimately, it doesn't feel half as good as if it's not your own accomplishment. To push back from that, give you the opposite side of things, it can be wonderful to have a 
a month where I sell a bunch of paintings, you know, make several thousand dollars, things are going really, really well. And then the next month I might sell nothing. <laughs> and you, you try to have control of that, but ultimately it's up to the buyer, you know, will they want to purchase this? Will the economy be good enough? And people um, will want to take that piece home with them. Um, you can be, it sometimes feels like you're at the whim of other people's emotions and other people's desire to buy something new and to um, make a piece part of their own home. So I've had a lot of wonderful success moments, but for every success, there's a non-successful moment. <laughs> so you, if you're going to be a professional artist, you really have to have a thick skin and you have to plan ahead with your finances and really have you know good savings, all your ducks in a row, and make sure that you've got it under wraps because it's very fluid. You you don't you don't know that your company will be giving you this salary and you're going to get your paycheck on the thirtieth of the month. Being a professional artist isn't like that, and you've got to look at that very realistically before you uh, quit any jobs. So my number one message for anybody who's considering being a professional artist, but you haven't taken that plunge yet is to allow yourself the time to be an infant artist, <laughs> to be a child artist. If we consider any career to perhaps have stages like the stages of life, you know, you might have infancy and then you'll have a childhood where you're in school and you're learning, 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 and then you fledge the nest and you are responsible adult, you're professional. And then you can later ease into old age and wisdom mode. If we look at a career and even if you're 60 years old, but you've just picked up your paintbrush, consider yourself an infant <laughs> and consider that you will be for some time. Let yourself have those years of, of being in the beginning stages. Enjoy that beginning stage. Take as many classes as you can. Learn from a lot of different people. Develop your style so that you know when somebody rounds the bend and they see your picture on the wall, boom, they know that you made it. And um, you know, I have I've got this one class that's it's advanced painting, and a lot of those folks have been in that class for thirty years. Not with me as a teacher, obviously. They've had many other teachers over time, but every single one of those people have developed their style so that if 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 they each made a new piece and I walked in the room, I could name who made each one. You you want to develop your style and when you've got huge stacks of paintings and you've filled up your own walls and you've given them out as gifts <laughs> and still you've got tons of paintings left over, now might be the time to start selling them. Ultimately, I'd like to conclude that if you would create artwork, regardless of whether you would ever be paid, then you 
could potentially become a professional. If you love it so much that, you know, like Van Gogh, you might, you might never get paid to do it. You just have to do it because there's, you know, you've got this burning desire and it's something that you really enjoy the process of, not the dream of, oh, you know, being this really special person that everybody admires. No, put that aside because we're all special people. We all have, you know, unique sparks and you, we, you don't need to create the persona of being an artist to, you know, prove yourself as some, somebody special, okay? It's not about that. <laughs> it's about you've just got to make this thing. You've got to make it. You've got the burning desire. It's pushing you and you it's your outlet. It's your release. It's the way you express yourself if you have particularly if you have trouble expressing yourself other ways. In my next episode, I'm going to answer the question of how do I become a professional artist? Now, there are many books on that, um, but I'm going to get into a couple of key things, a couple of um, suggestions for getting your feet wet and starting the process of becoming a professional, what's worked for me and what hasn't worked for me. So there's more to come with that. And now for our story of the day. So this is from my book, The Alchemy of Art Stories for the Classroom. Um, this is about Colum. In the state of Tamil Nadu, in the southernmost part of India, the women perform a special ritual every morning. Before sunrise, they go to the front of their homes, clean the ground or pavement, then create a drawing called a column. The column is a form of Rangoli design made with either rice or chalk powder. These powders are dyed with a wide variety of colors. As to start the column, the women measure out a symmetrical pattern with dots, and then they challenge themselves to fill the pattern with one continuous line. This, con this continuous line represents the unity of all life on the planet. Sometimes images of animals, such as fish and birds, are incorporated into the design. Columns can be used as a sign to welcome others into the home. Sometimes they're used to decorate for a holiday or wedding celebration. Other times they're used to honor specific Hindu gods or goddesses. The patterns used to create columns are often passed down from family members to family member, one generation to the next. This morning, the women of Tamil Nadu created column designs in front of their homes, and tomorrow they will do it again. So my thoughts on the column designs and process, like, I love the idea of your artwork being a ritual that you do every day. Um, it's a meditative practice, for instance. Um, it's you also have the factor that they destroy them every morning. You know, they wipe it away and then they create it again. 
Um, so it's a lesson in non-attachment, right? And I decided to put, to share the idea of column designs with you today on this podcast of where I answer the question, should you become a professional artist? Because this is a great example of people who are doing artwork every day, creating it over and over and over again. It's just part of their lives. It's part of who they are. And so you want to be very honest with yourself. Is artwork such a big, huge part of my life that I've got stacks and stacks and stacks of stuff that I'm ready to share with complete strangers? Or not. Or not. It's, there's no shame in being a hobbyist. In fact, it can be very liberating to say, right now I'm a hobbyist. And there have been times in my life where um, I had a full-time job, I had a kid. It's like, no, art is my hobby right now. I'll let it be my hobby. And other times where I've got big stacks of stuff and I just got to get it out there and I got to share it. So be honest with yourself what you really, really want. And if you're, what you're wanting is an escape from your regular 9-to-5 job, maybe which would be a better option would be to just go on vacation or even uh, switch to another career. But be realistic, guys. <laughs> we can temper sentiment and love with a little bit of reality. <laughs> This concludes our Alchemy of Art podcast for today. May these stories about art and the creative process inspire you. May you find your voice. You have been listening to the Alchemy of Art podcast. To find out more about Annie Hurston and her work, go to azirfineart.com. That's A-Z-H-I-R-F-I-N-E-A-R-T dot com.